Today we have someone that's totally new to me, Anthony Frankmore. Welcome to the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an honor. I'm glad glad to get to know you a little better. <laughs> so this is going to be fun. Like I said before we started, I don't know anything about you. So you're going to get Inquisitive Bobby and okay. you get to share whatever you want. And, and one of the things I really try to do is create a stage for people on the entrepreneurial journey. So don't be afraid to talk about your business, what you got going on, if you want people to connect with you. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my journey really starts with both addiction and entrepreneurship. Um, I was a meth addict, drug addict for about 12 years. In 2013, I decided to change my entire life. Uh, when I decided to change my entire life, I met a man who ran a sober living house. Uh, he said, son, if you really want to change your life, you have to change the way that you think. And growing up, I really didn't have that father figure or role model who would guide me, take, you know, take me under his wing and teach me things. So even though I had a great family support system, I didn't have that model to follow. And the models that I did have were usually older, like my older cousin who drank, smoked. And so I wanted to be cool and fit in. So my biggest issue was always trying to fit in in life. I really had no direction. And so when he told me that I needed to change the way that I thought, that was a whole new concept to me. So I kind of took that and I ran with it. And over the past eight years, I've been restructuring my life, rebuilding my life from nothing. In 2013, when I decided to change my life, I was actually on the run from probation. Um, <laughs> I was actually looking at some more jail time. And the reason why I got clean was because I was finally getting some rest after being up for about five days. And I heard a loud knock on the door and my heart just sank. And my first initial reaction was I just ran through the backyard. I hopped that fence into the alley and I just ran barefooted all the way across my hometown, all the way to my mom's house. And during that time, I had relapsed for two years. So in 2011, I had about 18 months clean. And so when I relapsed, I relapsed for two years and I lost connection with my mom and we kind of separated so me showing up at her doorstep saying, mom, I'm done. I'm done. I need help. That was just like, okay, what do we do? And those 18 months, you know, prior to me, my relapse, I built a support system. You know, I, I, I found recovery through Celebrate Recovery and through uh, faith-based uh, recovery programs, as well as NA and AA. And, you know, I, I built that support system. And even though I relapsed, I relapsed because I didn't take it serious enough. I did not take anything that I, I didn't know anything. It was uh, basically trying to satisfy the court system at that time. And go ahead. Is that what made you quit in 2011 was the court system? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was exactly what made me quit. I was kind of felt like I was forced into recovery. I wasn't ready. So my story is very parallel to yours. 
with the gambling, the first time I quit was in 2013 and it was out of fear because I was out of money. I was in a strange place, the whole thing. And I relapsed for almost two years. And then the second time I had written down here to ask you, did you, did you see any value in your relapse? Um, But I, I'm, I'm curious also, like what your mother was totally on board when you knocked on the door, she, she was like, open-minded and and ready to help again, even after the relapse? Yeah. So let me tell you about those 18 months. Okay. When I got into recovery, okay. And I was forced into, um, it's called drug court, drug diversion uh, program. Um, And I got into celebrate recovery. I brought my entire family on board. Okay. I brought my mom. I brought my grandma. um, I brought my stepdad. I brought my grandpa. And every Friday, we came to the Celebrate Recovery and I grew with it and I became part of their uh, team leadership and I was the encourager coach. And so, you know, on Friday night, we would have our team meeting. After the meeting, I'd come out and I had this great idea. We would have like pom-poms and everything and we would just, yeah, you know, encourage everybody, build everybody up to get ready for service and everything. And so every Friday when I'm in drug court, we have to go to court. We go in front of a judge and we get our progress report on how we're doing. And that's every single Friday. Okay. Every single Friday for 18 months, my mom and my grandma were in the back. They were there. They saw me grow. They saw the potential in me. And so I think that's why when I knocked on the door and I said, I'm done, I can't do this no more. I think she was like, okay, let's do this. I I see the potential. Yeah. That that's fabulous. That is so fabulous. So when the 18 months was over, that's when you fell back? Yeah. Yeah. So when um, I graduated the program, um, my probation was was done. Um, I had nobody to be accountable for. Um, I no longer had to be drug tested. I no longer had to be go to support groups. I was basically like, you're free. All my fines got paid off. You know, I, I had like $25,000 worth of fines. And everything, you know, I, I cleared my, I, I leveled the playing field for me. And instead of going forward, I fell all the way back. This isn't the first time I've heard that. We have the drug court program here in New York too. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's not geared towards gamblers at all, but we had someone that was arrested for gambling and it, he, they sent him through that even though you know, he was getting drug tested, even though that wasn't you know, the problem, but he really, he went completely back too. And as I'm listening to you, it's making me think there should almost be a step, like a tiered kind of program, not where you go, okay, clean slate. Cause that's yeah. what you just described to me. It was like blank yeah. slate, um, no more fear, accountability, all of those things. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting to me that it's so drastic. Yeah. So Bobby, I'm, I'm really glad you said that. So um, just a little uh, information about drug court and it's changed since I last went. Um, they are in phases. So phase one, phase two, and phase three. So phase one is the most intensive. So that's basically going to group every single day. And then after an X amount of time, you move to uh, phase two. You go, you go and you check in every once in a while, but you have a little bit more freedom. Once you get to phase three, you only go to court maybe once a month. Um, You might get drug tested. You you have to call every day and they might say, nope, you don't have the drug test today. And you might go one or two weeks without having a drug test in phase three, but then it'll pop up and you have to go drug test. However, my biggest thing was 
just like you mentioned, there should be another phase and a phase should really focus on relapse prevention. And that is where Encourage You was originally created. The company and the program that I developed was originally for that. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Well, you know, you get in this recovery world, whether it's um, Celebrate Recovery or 12 Step or whatever, you just, you see patterns, you see the things and, and you can see the, the needs and the cracks in the system. It's not that there isn't an army of people trying to do good stuff. There, there totally is. But it's almost like we're all outnumbered, right? Everybody <laughs> trying to do stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know that that would be obvious. Like I said, if, if my friend didn't do it and it was so drastic of a difference of when he was, you know, clean versus not, mm-hmm. I, I probably wouldn't have even picked up on that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell you us know, what you do then. Okay, so like I mentioned, Encourage You was originally developed, you know, as that last phase. So the facilities that put on these drug court programs, they're part of the behavioral health and recovery services industry, you know, um, state sectors and the government sector. Okay. And so what happens is, um, okay, so the program is, it was originally developed to be three courses. So it's an 18 week program. And idealistically, um, you would go to group once a week and you would work with a facilitator and the facilitator, facilitator is instructing the class just as you would if you were to go to a high school class or a college class. Okay. The facilitator is not just sitting there, legs crossed, and they're not just saying, okay, we're going to talk about your thought process or beliefs. No, <laughs> no, they're up there. They got a whiteboard. Okay. And they're engaging the class. And the whole, the whole premise behind that was getting the facilitator to follow an instructional model, you know, getting everybody to engage with the topic. And so this class would be about an hour to two hours long at the end of the class, they would have a series of questions, homework, and they would take that homework and they would work on it for the next seven days, okay? They would intentionally work on that step, on that tool, on that technique, answer the questions. And so they would go through that process for the first workbook. And at the end of the workbook, here's what makes Encourage You very unique is we have um, what I call a life plan. And the life plan is actually broken up between all three courses. So at the very end, it's designed to take the individual from where they were, where they are, where they're going to be, and how they're going to get there. Okay. So each, each life plan correlates with the course book. So the very first workbook or the very first course is starting over. So they would go through 10 techniques that you would use to really lay a foundation for starting over. And we all know the real foundation for starting over is to change the way we think, right? Right. So so we kind of teach a couple concepts at the very beginning, like learning about pleasure. You know, I I, I continue doing the drug because I find pleasure in it. I haven't linked enough pain to quit. You know, so we, 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 the first couple steps is really based on pain and pleasure in your belief system. And then we move on to little things like changing your thinking, um, changing the type of music you listen to. Yeah. That, that was a big one. Like for, for myself, um, I, 
I would listen to music that got me hyped up, you know, okay, what am I going to do? How, how am I going to get my next sack? You know? Mm. So when I got into recovery and I started changing the way I think, I started changing every aspect. So why not change the type of music I listen to? So I listened to a lot of rap. I went from rap to Christian rap. From Christian rap, I went to Christian music. From Christian music, oh my gosh, my world is phenomenal. I now listen to classical music, jazz music. I mean, it's phenomenal in how these steps and every step that I provide, you know, my participants are things that I use every single day. I was going to ask you that. Is it based on Celebrate Recovery? Like, or is it, it sounds like it's your experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit more of my experience. Um, it, it all, uh, all recovery programs really follow the very same structure. Okay. If you go to celebrate recovery and you look at their structure, it's really the same as narcotics anonymous. The, the difference is narcotics anonymous is secular where this is religious and faith-based. Okay. So we all follow the same type of structure. The only difference is I'm actually using tools and techniques that I've learned to change the way I think and the way that I do certain things. So we learn about self-care, self-reflection. We, we learn about um, routines, the importance of a routine, you know, Hey, why not, you know, just shake things up real quick. Why not tomorrow morning when you wake up, go to your refrigerator, take a, a bottle of water, and just chug just a full bottle of water the first thing you do when you wake up and then go about your day. See how different it is. Do that for a week and let's, let's see what kind of things change, you know? Oh my goodness. It's, it's wonderful what you're doing and I so get it. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like blown away. So these facilitators, are they, are they like recovery coaches or people in recovery? Like who do you pick for that? And then you existed pre-COVID, so I imagine there was a pivot in here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad you're keeping me on track. Um, our, the facilitators were originally the uh, alcohol and drug counselors, so certified alcohol and drug counselors. So let's talk about this COVID pivot and everything. This was actually um, an unintentional program that I was developing, but I did not put the work into it until maybe October of last year. And then I just went 10x into it. I just fully just put all my energy into it. And this is kind of where I'm starting to build up to it. Um, I went through some trial and error. My program is actually not going to be in behavior, behavioral health facilities. And it's actually not going to be utilized as a, a fourth phase in drug court. Uh, the reason is because I tried to get my program certified through the state of California to become a certified drug program. And although my program didn't, didn't meet a lot of the criteria, they want, my, they want me to either establish a residential facility or an outpatient facility. So basically a brick and mortar. I want to tell you about my dream, but I don't want to take over because I want this to be about you. But <laughs> you and I are going to be working together in the future. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I'm going to give you the abbreviated version so you could get, because I'm sitting here and it's distracting me, like what your, how your program fits into my dream. So I want to build recovery playgrounds. I believe in play and I want a place where there's no gambling, no drinking and no children all at the same time. And I want like the desserts to be for anniversary clean time, as well as birthdays. I want finger painting and just all kinds of crazy activities yeah. and, you know, rooms for 12 step or whatever. 
Um, but it's like a compound. It's huge in my head and it's a chain throughout the country. But I also want on the property houses where people making the transition, like three quarter houses, where even if they're married or whatever, they're staying in this house, they have requirements, but they're working at, at my place. So yeah, that way they're okay. covered with food, shelter, recovery, you know, the whole thing and not just let them, because even if people quit, they shouldn't be home, right? Because no. home creates so many triggers. Yeah. So I want to be that guy. So think about your course. Like it's just a natural flow. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I totally got no. distracted. No, it's okay. Because you just kind of distracted me also. I wanted to ask you in, in your vision. Okay. This sounds like a very self-sustainable recovery facility. Am, am I getting in the, the right concept here? Well, it's, it's not going to be close to the public. So it's anybody, okay. but it's so like, I want a pool league and a dart league, right? Cause like the alcoholics can't, they don't have anywhere to go. I don't have kids. I don't have anywhere to go to play. I want to teach adults to play again. I think boredom's one of the biggest triggers. Yeah. So I want to solve the boredom. I want to sell, solve the self-devotion, you know, like there'll be a studio for meditation and Zumba and like all the things that were in my recovery, there'll be a yeah. blue October room. So it's so like, we're so parallel on our yeah. thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be so awesome. And eventually, so what I had to do was I had to shift my focus. Okay. And so I shifted my focus and I, I decided, okay, well, since my program is not going to be able to be certified, therefore for these facilities and program directors and for these, um, these higher ups to take me serious, what do I have to do? You know? And that was like, really, okay. Be certified. If I'm certified, They'll take me serious that I can be a, a leader in my industry and I'm not just another person trying to pawn off a program, you yeah. know? And so I, I just couldn't think, think of a way. And I honestly felt that right now establishing an outpatient program or a residential facility really limits the upside potential and how many people I can reach. So I went online. So I'm building it into an um, online course. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Um, I have a friend that did this in the gambling world, him and his wife created an outpatient. Um, it, it's still relatively young because he, he graduated rehab with me at the same time. Um, but I'll, I'll get you guys connected to, Absolutely. Um, wow. Yeah. So do you, do you see your clients themselves purchasing the online class or do you see it being, um, either sponsored or, um, maybe medically insurance. I mean, I don't know what is yeah, that. Yeah. Like? Yeah. So, so when I was originally, yeah, it, it really is. Uh, so when I was originally doing it for the facilities, um, I was actually trying to get it to where the, uh, state would pr purchase my program, distribute it across all the behavioral health facilities. Okay. And then work with drug medical, um, uh, the state, uh, sponsored medical insurance here in California and have the insurance help and pay for the classes for the participants. But because I had to shift everything, um, so it's going to happen a couple ways. One, I'm going to have the, the funnel set up and everything for anybody who actually may, if they watch your video and they want to find out more about me and they can, you know, click on my website, 
you know, maybe it's a mom who just wants a little bit more information and, you know, what, what can I do just to help him? He may not be ready, but if I buy this book and when he is ready, it'll be there for him, you know, something like that. So it's going to be available for the general public. But me, I'm targeting my probation officers. I'm targeting my drug and alcohol counselors. And so uh, one of my ideas is I'm going to find that probation officer who actually really cares about their, their clients and that probation officer who wants to make a difference in their clients' lives. And so my idea is to work with that probation officer, with that department, and get them to purchase the program for, say, 20 so they pay one, one fee and 20 of their clients can go ahead and sign on and go through the program. And after the, at the end of the program, they can show certification and everything. I, my brain's going again. It's all right. I get the same way. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting what you're talking about. And, and I, you're actually going to be ahead of the curve, right? Because there's going to be a need for this. Yeah. That the state agencies and all of them haven't figured out how to get through the red tape to do. So you're, you're positioning yourself well, because you can be international, um, not just the business. I understand the motivation is about giving back and helping, but from a business perspective, we can't help if we don't have money. So there you uh, go. (laughs) Yeah. It's so what just occurred to me, um, I had a meeting with somebody else in grants community Mm -hmm. and they have a system where they've created their own thing. So there's their, their learning and then the Cardone you piece of it living all in the same space. And I was thinking that would be a nice enhancement to my dream. Now I'm thinking that way. Oh, so absolutely. There's, there's potential for you too, right? Cause the rehab people need to make better choices, have a better job, all mm-hmm. that stuff. The stuff that grant teaches us could help people redesign their whole lives. And it's, <laughs> It's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. And so, so, okay. I, I, I credit, oh my gosh. So I, I'm a reader. Okay. And so I, I've always felt this way. I've always had a passion to encourage people to change their life. And I, I couldn't help anybody until I helped myself. Okay. And because I'm a reader, you get to a point where it's like, okay, I, I need to do something different. Okay. So you go and you, pick up a book or somebody recommends a book. So my business originally was actually uh, based off a framework from MJ DeMarco and the Fastlane Millionaire. And then from there, I went to Grant 10X, who taught me how to 10X it, you know, how to go for it, how to pound it out, how to just do it. And so with that information from one book, other information from one book, I'm just taking everything I learned, I soaked it in. And just like you said, everything that Grant teaches us and everything, we can utilize it in our life, no matter what. I 10X at work. I I still have uh, a day job I go to. I 10X at work. You know what I mean? Customer service, no problem. Let me help you out. Oh, you need this? I got that. You know what I mean? I'm just doing it. I love it. I love it. There's, I just thought of another channel and I lost it. You just said work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I totally lost it. It'll bounce. It's, It'll okay. bounce back. <laughs> it's, it's so exciting. Oh, like licensees. Think about this. There's business coaches out there. There's addiction coaches. Maybe they're another, you know, another part of your audience. If they're helping 
um, folks in recovery. Yeah. The sky is the limit. I am so yeah. excited for you. Yeah. So why not add it into my dream 100 list? You know, I, I got to get in front of these audiences who already have a following in what I'm trying to do. So I'm not just specifically working with these people who are on probation, who are um, going through addiction. My program and the way that I have it laid out can honestly help somebody who's going through uh, depression, can help somebody who's going through a toxic relationship. Oh my gosh, there's so many references that I use throughout my program that are based on toxic relationships. And I use uh, my my last relationship as a perfect example of a toxic relationship <laughs> and, and linking enough pain to that toxic relationship and adding massive amounts of pleasure into what my life can actually be like if I separated myself from that toxic relationship. Eventually, I added enough pain to staying in that relationship and linked enough pleasure into creating a better life for myself that I made that, that change. And if I did not make that change, there's no way I would be right here speaking with you, period. I totally, I, I totally understand. A hundred percent. Wow. So this is fabulous. So if people wanted to find you today, like, is the course already ready? No. Okay. So um, right now I had to transition everything from my three course workbooks into my course platform. So I've already transitioned my entire program over. Now I'm just starting to work on some of my details. Uh, my, my program, you'll be able to read the program, but I'm, I'm developing some audio that gives some more in-depth information so I can bring some more value to my participants who are using the program. And along with that, I'm also going to be creating the work, the ebook. I actually started, um, <laughs> I started lining it out last night. Uh, my ebook is basically going to be um, a couple lessons per course and then filled with short stories. So I'm going to tell you about, hey, this is what I did. This is the tool that I used. And this is the outcome. This is what happened when I utilized this tool. You know, wow. maybe, maybe I might talk about the time where, um, I was driving around, uh, the country and it was just coming up daylight and I, I was running out of dope and I just needed like just a couple more dollars or something. So I found an abandoned ranch and there was no cars. Nobody lived there. The house was decrepit the whole nine yards. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and snatch this copper real quick. So it's pretty cool. I actually have these right here. So I'm not sure if you can see that. There's a little notch right there. Yep. Okay. So I, I pull my truck around and everything and I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, what can I get real quick? And there was this, uh, this pole and I saw this nice copper and I know that shiny copper. And I was like, there's nobody here. This place is ran down that I'm out in the country. I need what I need to feel better. I need to get well. So I hopped out of the truck and grabbed my clippers. It was a live wire. Oh my. It was a live wire. And you're here to tell us about that. <laughs> these hop, these shocked out of my hand. And I just stood there shocked and frozen for a minute. And I'm just like, wow. So like, I'm, I'm going to have like little stories like that in my, in my ebook that I'm going to be able to, um, you know, give to my potential clients and anybody's going to be able to see it because I'm not just putting a program together with just steps. You know, I'm not just doing another um, NA or celebrate recovery 12 step. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm actually giving you real life tools and techniques that you can use. We're going to give you an observation. Okay. We're going to uh, give you a looking, um, uh, we're looking forward. Basically, how can you apply this to your life today? 
okay? Everything you can apply today. And then we're gonna give you reflection questions on how you can apply that in the future and how you can keep working on that. So it's a very interactive workbook. The only thing is, is you have to have the willingness and the determination to change that life. You know, just like any program, any program is gonna work for you. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? If you're ready to change, if you're not ready to change, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna work, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's so true. It's, I don't know if you've heard this ever, you know, there's people who aren't in recovery. They're not necessarily drug addicts or gambling addicts, but they feel like the spouses, for example, or, or the family, they don't feel like they get, like once we get in our communities, we're connected. I mean, you did a beautiful thing involving your family, but there's still sometimes this disconnect. And from the way you're describing it, it sounds like this could be even a good resource for anybody impacted. You're grinning. Yeah. Um, my whole thing is I want to restore lives, restore families. You know, um, my, my son's a huge influence behind everything that I do and my recovery and him growing up. I, I, I want, I want someone else to experience that. Like, <laughs> We have to do something seriously for the people who want to change and they want to go through uh, programs. That's fine and everything, but there's real life things that we got to do. So real with all things. your wisdom, you, you started <laughs> your, your journey because of court. Yeah. What would you say to someone before they got to the court part? Like how would, what would you say to get someone started or what should they be thinking about if they're thinking about quitting or what would, what would you suggest their first step be? I totally put you on the spot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Because there's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. You know, if somebody found this video because they're scrolling, you know, been up three or four days and they're like, Hey, what's this all about? You know, and your hook was awesome and brought them in and they didn't know where to start or anything. Um, first thing, of course, I would, I would love to say, hey, start with my program, period. But honestly, um, the, you, you, need to, you need to go into an, an A. You, you need to go to GA. You need to go to a CR. You need to get into a community to where you can see somebody and build a support system, period. Go to your local behavioral health recovery services facility, okay, and let them know, hey, I need help. You know, something's got to change before something worse happens. You know, go to probation department. If you're not on probation or anything, say, Hey, I need help before I become, um, before I become one of your clients. You know, you bring up a good, you bring up a hugely good point. People don't know the amount of resources that are out there. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, and it shouldn't, it shouldn't take an OD or a DUI or a whatever the thing is, it doesn't have to be that drastic. Like if people are struggling, they can make the moves and it is, it's just a Google away essentially. And, and now any meeting is just a zoom away, you know, day or night. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm oh. so grateful to COVID for, for those kinds of, there were so many people that were so intimidated by the technology that they wouldn't, they would have never, we never would have gotten moved the needle without COVID. I don't think, yeah. you know, yeah. especially, you know, the double digit AAers and, you know, they weren't going to learn how to zoom on unless no. they had to. 
<laughs> then the old timers can be a little bit stubborn sometimes, but, yeah. <laughs> but, so, you know, I, honestly, like you said, COVID did make a huge change. And what that did was it enabled us to be anywhere, anytime and find a meeting. Yeah. Find a meeting. That's it. Yeah. I started my first show November of 19, uh, the gambling one. And the way I tell my audiences is I try to be your GA meeting. If you're in the car, like yeah. I'll, I'll be there and do some step work and, and whatever. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that I've done on there, but that's how I envision it is, is being like on that dark highway on the way home, the thoughts running through your head, you have a resource 24 seven. So. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I love that. I never heard anything like that. That's, that's a uh, uh, sponsorship on the go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the ex truck driver in me. I'm sure that envisions it that way. Yeah. So, um, Anthony, what else do we want to cover? Um, you know, so you had mentioned, you know, how, how can people find me right now? And I, I had mentioned that I'm transitioning everything back over into the platform um, because I had to transition everything. I actually pulled my website. So my website's actually offline, but it is going to be going uh, live again. Uh, that's going to be www.encourageuprogram.com. And it's the letter U. Um, but then you can also find me and I'm pretty active right now on Facebook. So you can always uh, look for the Facebook page, Encourage in the letter U. It's got the white background with the green letters. So that way somebody can go ahead and follow me. They can follow me on Facebook. That's probably the best thing to do right now is follow me on Facebook. Because once my website does go live, once the program does go live, that's where people are going to actually really know about it is through Facebook. So encourage you. So this is when we're recording and, and this isn't even when it's published, but we're recording April 16th of 2021. And my, my goal, as I said to you off the air is to have you live in my world and exposure in front of my audience in perpetuity. So if you're listening, say fall of 21 to my, you know, to, to our listeners um, or beyond, you know, check it out. I, I want to encourage you to check yeah. it out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, that's fabulous. And you and I'll stay connected. I'm sure. Um, yeah, please. Wow. Okay. So you ready for my question that I ask everyone? I'm trying to not assume my <sighs> answer. It's not a hard one. Well, it is a hard one because I interview a lot of smart people. So it becomes difficult. It's (laughs) business related, but what is your favorite book? See, it is hard. (laughs) (laughs) You had to go there. Okay. Um, Can we, what genre (laughs) for entertainment or for self-study? If it, if you feel good about sharing two, you can do that as well. Okay. Okay. So I don't have a favorite book. I do have a couple favorite authors. I love Nelson DeMille, uh, John Connolly and James Patterson. I like the Michael Bennett series. Um, I like the uh, detective Corey series. So that's, that's my entertainment. And then right now for, uh, self-help, I'm actually reading the book. Um, it's called, it's this one here. If you don't mind me sharing it real quick. It's called, yeah, mindset. It's fixed mindset and the growth mindset and the difference between it. So um, I'm really interested and I really love uh, the psychology and stuff. So my favorite authors, you know, Nelson DeMille, James, uh, James Patterson, Michael Connolly, and then anything self-help, uh, Grant Cardone, uh, MJ DeMarco. Um, we have Napoleon Hill. It, it just 
Simon Sinek. I mean, it, it, the list can go on and on. I, I'm a huge reader. So if you can put content in front of me that can change every aspect of my life, I'm there. It's amazing what books can do. And that's part yeah. of why I asked this question. And it's it's interesting. I mean, I thought pretty much everybody would answer Napoleon Hill. You know, like I kind of had that going into it, but it's really been different answers for different people. <laughs> so I love this question. It's the, about the only thing I'm consistent on. Yeah, good. Well, I really appreciate the question. It, it, it That's something I was never really a big reader. And here's what's funny. Okay. So real quick, I, before we wrap this up. So when I was in my addiction and everything, um, I really got into my addiction hard when I was around 17. So right out of high school. So I was more into partying and doing what I want to do. And I was never really a reader. And it wasn't until I spent my first extended amount of time in jail where I picked up a book. <laughs> and I learned um, how to read a book and I learned how to create the imagery and lay in there in jail with 30 or 40 guys in a barracks and everyone's doing different things. You just want to get lost in a world. So I picked up a book and I learned how to create my own little world that got me through the times. And I took that with me. I grew from it. So I guess there, the one thing that jail did teach me besides keep going back was to learn and definitely read a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I've just met some of the right people or or what, but there has been a lot of success stories that come out of prison. I mean, yeah. because you do have the time to change and stuff. And I, I think we need to be mindful of that. I mean, yeah. I don't know that it's ideal. Like we've had people in our program, gamblers that went to prison. And again, there's not as many structured resources for gambling. Uh, I, I don't know why, but there, there can be reform and, and recovery. So I like that you're part of that movement. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I, I love what you're doing. And I, I, I want to know more about this vision of yours. And, uh, you know, is this, is this like your end goal, by the way, is this your end goal? Is this so honestly, it's, yeah, it's been two years in the making. My goal is to have my second location done by my 50th birthday. So I only have three years from July. It's the whole reason I became an entrepreneur. I don't know anything about construction. I don't know anything about architecture. I didn't know anything about being an entrepreneur. I'm just doing whatever. And I just know it's going to happen. Like, I yeah. truly believe that's why I was put on the earth. I believe that's what my relapse was for the vision that I have is so freaking amazing. You know how Grant's always telling us to think so big. I'm like, dude, I'm bigger than you can even dream. <laughs> like it's that serious and all the things, all the moving parts. So um, I just keep showing up and the pieces will fall into place as they will. Yeah. Well, now what is it? I, I might not get it verbatim, but one of Grant's quotes, uh, you know, thinking small takes the same amount of energy to think big, you know? So if you're going to, think and if it's going to be the same amount of energy why not make it as spectacular and huge and beautiful and wonderful and just go for it you know um thinking small if that's going to take the same amount of energy where's that going to get you spinning right. your wheels back and, and we're forth. limited <laughs> i love how we use the example at boot camp like we're limited if you only think about making 50 grand a year you're only going to make 50 grand a year but if you think yeah. you're going to make 200 grand you at least can move the needle a little bit yeah Exactly. You always aim higher and everything and always aim for aim for the biggest. Uh, that's, that's 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about the airlines that I want open too. So <laughs> yeah, once I get the recovery playground. Set up. <laughs> so. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to say thank you on the air and uh, stop here, but it really was a pleasure. This was awesome for, for meeting you. you for a whole two minutes before we press record. This was yeah, fabulous. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And you know what? This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. Oh, well, you're amazing. Never, never. I was um, sitting here this morning, like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to talk? Last night I was on the phone, like, okay, I want to be a good interviewee. What do I have to do? So I started doing research on how to be oh. a good interviewee and everything. And I was like, I, I know that this is something that I have to do. This is one of those obstacles, you know, Grant tells us that, you know, we need to overcome things. You know, if I would have retreated, what would have that done? It wouldn't have done anything. Right. But now that I'm here, once we started going, talking, everything went away. I was able to open up. And so, you know what? It was, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate you. I'm, you're my third virgin this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's really funny. I mean, it's not going to be launched that way, but everybody yeah. that I interviewed this week um, had never been interviewed before. So I'm glad that people are walking away feeling like it's a good experience because it was yeah. it was scary to get the show started. Like, sure, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm getting ready to leave and do another push myself out of my comfort zone um, and record a whole bunch of content on the road. Yeah. I want to partner with with a truck stop that I really like. I want to be their um, like brand ambassador because I want to live in an RV. So if they wrap and buy the RV, I'll do content at all their things. And if you think about the amount of savings they would have versus sending a marketing team out to 500 and something locations, yeah. so I want to be like filming the good food and the good stuff. So I'm going to take this trip and go down and go train with Grant at the end of the month and, and only fuel at their place and film it and check in every time across all the social media, which I'm getting a little nervous about going that hot and heavy what are people gonna think is this gonna get annoying like i could already hear the voices in my head so um minimize that those voices in your head minimize it you know look i i go through the same thing i get self-doubt too okay but one of the things i like to do is i'll sit there and i'll think about it and i'll take the word self-doubt and i'll imagine the word self-doubt and then are you familiar with powerpoint so if you're familiar with PowerPoint, you can take them and you can make them into cartoons you, know, you can make them into art forms. You can make them bounce. You can make them circle and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So I'll take self-doubt and I'll sit there and I'll think about it. Like, okay, I'm, I don't know if I can do this. This I don't know better be a chapter in me. your course. This is good. What you're saying right here. It might be, it might be, but then I'll take it and I'll just imagine it. And I'll just make it goofy. I'll make it silly. And to be honest with you, these are techniques that are taught by, um, uh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins teaches these techniques and stuff. And so these techniques are phenomenal. Make them into cartoon characters, minimize it, get rid of it, and then just kind of bring yourself back into a different state, a state that, you know, makes you comfortable and everything. You got this. I think your idea, what you're going to do right now, go with these truck stops, I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think you got this. You do. Um, thank you. Well, I'm going to show up at their doorstep. I'm going to drive to their corporate yeah. office and try to get a meeting after I record all this content. That's my, Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I want, I, I got it. So how can I learn? How can I find out if it, you know, when you're successful? Well, how can I, how can I keep track of you? Well, we'll just have to become friends on Facebook and okay. um, 
follow the journey because it's going to be yes. on Facebook and LinkedIn and Insta. So absolutely. Let's do that then. Let's connect that way too. All right. Absolutely. All right. Okay. I'm going to sign this off of here. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs>